When it comes to retirement planning, one of the most important components is generating income to last through your retirement. Today, we'll break down the main ways to draw income in retirement and more. Stay tuned. Welcome in to Sound Path Through Retirement with Ben Koval and Matt Leibarger. Welcome on into the show. The show is Sound Path Through Retirement. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan. And here to help you take charge of your money is Ben Koval, Matt Leiberger. They are both fiduciaries, which means by law, have to have the best interest of their clients. Very important distinction when you are looking for a financial advisor. And they're also with SoundPath Retirement Strategies. That's the firm they're with. I want to thank you for joining us, spending part of your weekend with us right here on Cairo News Radio. Wealth accumulation strategies, asset protection, long-term care, tax minimization, all the things that we know that you are vitally interested in as you move into retirement. And that's the things we discuss on the show each week. So let's welcome Ben and Matt in. Hey, guys, how are we doing today? Doing great, Gary. Hey, Gary, how's it going? We're doing good. We got a great show today, and we were going over the show notes before the show with uh, Ben and Matt, and we decided to do something a little different, and we're going to have a great conversation today on several things. We're going to start off with the first one, the first segment here, three main ways to structure income in retirement, and uh, we'll, we'll have at it. We'll talk about the uh, pie chart strategy, life uh, annuities, and laddering, and so much more. Guys, I turn it over to you. Go at it. Yeah. So this is one of the most common questions Matt and I get when we're talking with clients. You know, as you know, Gary, we are retirement-only fiduciaries. We only talk to people that are, you know, within 10 years of retirement or so professionally. We talk to them, of course, outside of that. <laughs> sorry, I'm not talking to you. I sound so stuck up at the grocery yeah. store. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm you're not retired. I can't you. talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll still talk. It's, it's the only reason why he talks to you, Gary. That's right. all I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. Well, professionally, I understand that. I get that. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, but when it comes to what our specialty is, it has to do with retirement and, and within that 10-year space. So, when it comes to income in retirement, I wanted to go through some deep dives onto those three main areas that Gary was talking about. We've got from your asset base or a pie chart philosophy. That's one of the more common ways that you'll hear it from one-size-fits-all advisors. We'll talk a bit about um, the life annuities and laddering. So starting off, you know, there's this running joke on the show about me and the 4% rule <laughs> and not a huge fan of it. It is a way to draw income into retirement. So if we're talking from your asset base, so let's start with number one. The idea here is that you're going to invest some money into stocks, some money into bonds, and then you're just going to draw from those assets as time goes on. And you'll kind of vary if you're drawing from the stocks or the bond portion, depending on what's happening in the marketplace itself. Now, I call this the one size fits all approach because it's essentially the same type of accumulation strategy you had when you were 20. It's now just being adopted for you being retired. And there's a lot of advisors out there that that end up structuring income this way simply because that's what they know. Mm -hmm. That's their client base. You know, they have a 20-year-old client. They have a 70-year-old client. They don't want to change the game of how they're investing simply because of the age range. So they just change what you're investing in. And this is where things like the 4% rule came into play. You know, you're drawing 4% from your assets plus inflation every year. And the idea being that the stock market and the bond market have historically been higher than that mm -hmm. over you know a 30-year stretch of time. So you'll be able to comfortably retire with that income base. The issue that I take with the 4% rule is that it's it fails to take into consideration sequence of returns risk, meaning what happens the first 10 years of your draw. You know, we saw this from 2000 to 2010. So if you started retirement in 2000, you got hit with a really bad market. In 2008, it failed again. And so you saw a significant decrease in your stock portfolio, plus you were compounding the issue by drawing income from it. 
And so a lot of people had to go back in the workforce and they worked wherever they could, you know, bank tellers, Home Depot greeters, whatever it ended up being. And so the 4% rule or a pie chart philosophy income draw creates a level of volatility that I don't think is appropriate for retirement. There are ways that you can structure more consistency while also getting a, a focus on accumulation or on growth without having to sacrifice so much when it comes to your income base. If you do draw from a uh, pie chart or a percent rule, what you end up having to do is have some years where you're going to be just fine. Mm-hmm. You're going to be drawing what you want and you know, you're not going to have an issue. There's going to be other years where you simply can't. If you do, then you're going to run into solvency issues later on in the plan. An example being last year. Last year, the market was down 20%. Inflation was up 8%. So we had a real bad situation where bond funds all lost money last year, stock market lost money, and inflation eroded what your actual spending power was. And so those three things combined ended up creating a scenario where if you're drawing from your asset base on a percentage rule, then you you can't you, you can't keep that same level of, of spend that you had the previous year yeah, because if of the broke decline, if you don't want to go broke, right? Yeah. But you also had such an erosion of your principal because of the inflation compounding problem. Mm-hmm. And so it ended up putting people into rock and a hard place. What am I going to do? How am I going to structure income? And it caused a lot of panic. And again, this is why Matt and I specialize in this space is because there's not a reason for that panic. There's ways to structure your retirement plan to where years like last year, no issues. And I, I, I can tell you confidently last year I had zero panic calls from clients and I only deal with retirees. So when you have a year like last year and you get zero panic calls, you've got an approach that works pretty well during the, the most turbulent times what retirement might be. Yeah. You know, it's a, that reminds me, that's kind of a cookie cutter approach. You know, talk about, you know, a percentage rule, you know, drawing on the 4% and that's not what you guys are all about. You guys are, you know, putting a customized plan together, a comprehensive plan for the folks that come in and see you, which reminds me to tell you that the show is Sound Path to Retirement. I'm Gary Nolan, your consumer advocate with me each week at this time, Ben Coble, Matt Leiberger. I want to thank you for joining us. I want to give you the phone number, get that plan put together for you. Uh, no cost, no obligation. So what are you waiting for? 877-249-6900, 877-249-6900. And also, of course, you brought it up. That that doesn't account for inflation. And that was a, that was a big wild card in the last uh, couple of years if you're trying to pull right. from the 4% rule, right? Yeah, the thing about inflation is that it caused a lot of concern for retirees because inflation uniquely targets retirees. And so if you don't have a plan that's being able to take into account what inflation can do, yeah, it, it causes it causes some major concerns. You know, another big issue that I take with the pie chart or the 4% rule is that there tends to be, it, not that there's a way to completely avoid conflicts of interest, but a percentage rule or a pie chart philosophy tends to have one that's more apparent, meaning that the advisor gets paid based on how much money you have in stocks and bond funds. If they're charging you 1% of your total asset base, then it means that they're going to want to put as much as possible into those vehicles. You know, when 2020 came around and we had so much money flood into the market, inflation was obviously going to be a problem. And the Fed even said it in 2020. People were talking to the Fed saying, well, what are we going to do about all this money in the market? Isn't it going to cause inflation? And their answer was, yeah, and that's a problem for a different day. Sure. Yeah. Solve solve the yeah. problem at hand, right? They're worried about a run on the market. Yeah. And so inflation yeah. wasn't an unknown. Yeah. And and this is where it, my biggest pet peeve with this type of income philosophy is when that was known, when an interest rates go up, bond funds can only lose money. Mm-hmm. Yep. Only direction they can go. And investment advisors knew this. 
Well, they have, if they're worth their I would hope they, they would. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And so interest rates going up, bond funds lose money. And if you are doing a 4% rule or some kind of variation of that, then bond funds are a big proponent of that, a big portion of your overall asset balance. And so the, the traditional 4% rule is 50% bond funds. So if you run into a scenario like last year where the market's being real rough, we're seeing it go go down, and we even had volatility the last couple of months. And you go to your advisor and you say, hey, I'm, I'm really, really worried about this. I'm really worried about the volatility that the market's showing. Let's, let's look at ways that we can end up creating more consistency for us. Yeah. And the advisors will typically say, first, the, the go-to strategy is write it out. You know, don't do anything. Just write it out. Everything will be fine in the long run, which is easy for them to say. <laughs> it's a little bit harder when it's your funds that, mm-hmm. they're, that you're going to have oh, to write yeah, out. Absolutely. But the second part of this is, uh, well, okay, then let's take some of your money and let's put it into bond funds. Let's take some of your stocks and reallocate it to bond funds. They were taking money that at least in the stock market, it can have some potential to growth. In the environment that we've had over the last couple of years with interest rate spikes, there is zero chance for the bond funds to make money. Yeah. So they took money away from stocks into a vehicle that just can't make any money. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying, hey, let's take your money and let's move it over to a CD. CD rates are going up. We got money markets at 5%. Let's start putting money into there. That way you have a stabilization of income. You've got some growth, at least it's combating inflation. But very few advisors did that. And it's because, in my opinion, it's because of this conflict of interest that exists. Mm-hmm. They get paid not based on CD placement, but based on how much money that they've got in bonds and stocks. And you know, and this is again what it comes down to with with Matt and I every every week as we do these shows. Uh, and I dominated that segment. Didn't let Matt talk very much. <laughs> so I'll let him talk here in the second segment. I, I just uh, pop some popcorn. And I'm <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's something that we're really passionate about, as you might tell. I, I think there's much better ways to structure income. There's much more consistent ways, and there's ways you can do it without jeopardizing return. And that's the other side of this coin: is when you're retired, you still need return. You still need to have growth. You still need inflation to be a concern. You still need to look at taxes. How do you play a, a plan around all that? And so Matt and I always leave a handful of spots open during these radio shows so that people can call in and get a completely complimentary review with Matt and myself. This isn't with one of our employees. It's with Matt or myself, either in person or remote. We'll sit down and we'll go through what's your income strategy for retirement? Is there a better way to do it? Are there things that you're going to be running into that you would prefer not to? What if the market starts to have some struggles? What does that look like for your retirement plan? We go through all these conversations and we go through it completely complimentary. So if that sounds like something you really want to take advantage of, shoot us a call. Now, I don't have uh, the back office staff working on the weekends, so you're going to get sent to voicemail. Leave a message. We'll shoot you a call first thing Monday morning and we'll get you on the calendar. All right. Great advice. Here's that number, 877-249-6900, 877-249-6900. Leave your name and number. Someone from Town Path Retirement Strategies will get back to you first thing Monday morning. Your chance to benefit from a personalized retirement income plan. Call right now. We still have a limited number of availabilities on our calendar this week. And remember, the consultation is offered at no cost or no obligation. So what are you waiting for? Nothing changes till you pick up the phone. 877-249-6900. Do it right now. All right, we are going to take a short break. Be back with more of Ben and Matt and Sound Path Through Retirement. In just a moment, where do you want to go? You want to keep on going? We have a few more things to cover, don't we? Yeah, let's, let's keep going with the same uh, structuring of income. All right, we'll do that next. Welcome back to the show. The show is Soundpath Retirement. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan. And back with us to help you take charge of your money is Ben Koval and Matt Lieberger. Thank you for joining us, spending part of your weekend with us. 97.3 Cairo News Radio 
And a little bit about Ben and Matt. They are both fiduciaries, which means by law have to have the best interest of their clients. And we talk about wealth accumulation, asset protection, long-term care strategies, life insurance, so much more each week on the show. So we're going to keep on going. We started talking about the three main ways to structure income in retirement. We covered the percentage rule or the pie chart rule, and we have life annuity and laddering to talk about next. Guys, let's turn it over to, um, I guess, Matt, it's your turn, huh? <laughs> yeah, I mean, since, since Ben, uh, you know, covered that so well, I actually really well, enjoyed did. that first segment. <laughs> yeah, um, I make jokes, I pop popcorn and listen, but, yeah. but he, he did great. Um, you know, one of the key issues with what Ben was talking about with the pie chart, the 4% rule, is this issue that we talk about income volatility. You know, because people, if you follow the 4% rule directly, it's possible, depending on the sequence of returns and what happens in the market, you, you could run out of money before you die. So what people do is they just end up really changing, you know, their, their income and, and their living habits. So I'm sure we've all known people in life that are, are, are you've seen do this, you know, they're following this 4% rule or some kind of a percentage rule. And, and when the market's doing well, they're, they're living well, because like Ben said, there are times where that 4% is going to do okay. Yeah. And, and then you, you, you see a year come where the market is just horrible. And it's like one look to their significant other and like, okay, honey, let's just, you know, tighten the, tighten the strap and, and they're not eating out as much and, and they're careful and they're not taking those vacations because they can't. Yeah. Um, you know, there's something here that there's a quote from Warren Buffett that I really like, and this yeah. kind of perfectly describes the 4% rule pie chart philosophy for me. Yeah. And it's that you can't tell who's swimming without shorts until the tide goes out. <laughs> Meaning that when things are going well, you could do just about anything. When the market's up and earning 20% per year. Yeah, you can do anything. You can do anything. It's when the market goes bad, that's where the plan really takes yeah. it. First of all, I don't know why you're watching the beaches I swim on, but okay. Oh, <laughs> um, but no, but that was a subtle, you know, wear your swim shorts. Yeah, okay, okay. okay well, please. Uh, no, but. But, but the key is this income volatility, you know, and then when markets finally go back up, then you see these couples, you know, who are retired, finally maybe going out and eating a steak again. And, and so I've, I've got couples that come to me, and that's their one issue. They, they want stabilization. And sometimes the way people think about that is they look towards a life annuity. So we're going to talk about this for a second. So I, I've got folks that have come in and, and they're just done with that volatile lifestyle. And so we're looking, okay. And there's, there's two main things that we look at when, when we're, when we're, when I'm thinking, okay, what do you have and how can we structure it? One, I'm looking at streams of income. And number two, I'm looking at buckets of money. So streams of income, the, you know, these are things that you can't necessarily go and say, uh, I'll take it all. And I'll, I'll throw social security out for mm -hmm. an example. You know, you're not going to go to the social security administration, say, cash me out for my whole life. I want it all. No, this is what you're getting every month, every year cost of living adjustments. So this is just a stream of income. And uh, things like pensions uh, are, are often this way when they're structured. Uh, if you, you know, we might even put things like uh, rental income mm -hmm. into this. And so people will look and say, okay, here's, here's how much streams of income I have. I, I'm getting this much every month. And hopefully, you know, many of these will have cost of living adjustments. Social security has a COLA built in. Some pensions, not all, uh, some do. Uh, rental, generally rental goes up. And so that's fine. These these are streams. And then we look at their buckets of money. And this this would be things that they've invested in their 401k, a brokerage account, money buried in the backyard with a treasure map, right? Right. Um, you know, any of these things. And we think, okay, how do we want to invest these so that 
and so that we can create an additional stream of income from your investments. Well, some people are so scared of this volatile action because they've been living on the 4% rule mm-hmm. and it hasn't worked for them. Right. Or and they've so, seen it bad. Or so they've they don't seen want to it run into it. And 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 they we start talking what to do with their buckets of money on investing and how to diversify them. And they say, Matt, before you go any further, can, can we I, I just need a little more guaranteed income. I feel pretty safe with my, I, I mean, I know what my social security, what my pension is and what I'm getting for my rental, fine. But I just need like 700 more dollars a month, just guaranteed and I'll sleep at night. Right. And then after that, do with my money what you want. Let's talk about how to invest the rest. But but I just, oh gosh, but I can't even focus because I just need to know I got this guaranteed money because I don't want to go up and down. And I need 700 more dollars a month. And so at times you end up going, okay, fine. Let's let's look at a life annuity. Um and we, you know, we can get you that $700 guaranteed a month and then we can invest the rest. And, and for some people that helps them sleep at night, there are some issues with that. And the key for looking at a life annuity is a save all is, you know, it's funny, Ben, you've actually talked about it. I'll, I'll take a side note. You've, you've talked about a couple different reasons for investing. And, and one is because from a financial perspective, it makes sense. The dollars and cents make sense. Yeah. But then from another one is more like, how well can you sleep at night? Right. It's the mental health side uh-huh. and mental health matters. And so some, sometimes life annuities will fit in a plan if it helps somebody sleep at night. Um, how, however, I think it's often a knee jerk reaction from the 4% rule from the idea of income volatility. Yeah. They just want everything structured, but here's the weaknesses. I mean, we can go back and forth on weaknesses, but one right away is I look and say, um, uh, you know, we could talk about the percentage return. I'll, I'll let you get to that, but I'll just say even the idea of thinking it's structured your whole life. It's not always what it feels like. And the reason why is there's no cost of living adjustment. Right. So you might get something that makes you feel good now, but in 20 years from now, that same $700 a month just doesn't have the spending power. Mm-hmm. And so you're really just putting a Band-Aid on things, right? right? But there, there's, I mean, it, the, the returns as well aren't great on, right. on life annuities. I'll, I'll let you talk a little bit about that. Yeah, but before we get to that, I do want to remind everybody, the show is Sound Path to Retirement. I'm Gary Nolan, a consumer advocate. With me, Ben Koval, Matt Lieberger, with us each week at this time on 97.3 Cairo News Radio. Hey, here's that phone number. Get on their calendar. Get yourself all set up with that comprehensive plan. No cost or no obligation. 877-249-6900. 877-249-6900. We're talking about uh, life annuities and that strategy. Uh, go ahead, guys. I- I'm really interested in, in uh, what your response is going to be yeah the here's the thing that i typically see with life annuities just kind of piggybacking off what matt said is that they're typically sold on fear and fear is a very motivating factor it's powerful yeah it's not something that should be the basis of financial decisions in my opinion Mm -hmm. but it can be powerful you know if you're taking a look and somebody's showing you look you can run out of money and blah 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 you need 700 dollars more per per month then this life annuity is going to do it and you don't have to fear anymore Mm -hmm. and that plays a big role the issue that I find is that there are ways to structure $700 or more in a similar protection in a similar way by not paying all of the money to the life insurance company and and expecting them to be able to pay out. Yeah. So there are better ways to create that consistency and that safety. Sure. And so like Matt was saying, the, the best spot for a life annuity is if you are in the fetal position crying in the corner of your bedroom every time the market goes down, then okay, you, you, have, you are very, very risk adverse. Let's take a look at a life annuity that can help baseline you to get you comfortable. Yeah. Um, but like Matt said, inflation, that's a big issue. Your spending power decreases as time goes on. Another big issue is going to be the return. So as Matt was saying, uh, the issue, I, I do, 
I, I'm hesitant to critique other financial professionals because I do believe that everybody does the best they can with the information that they have. Mm-hmm. But I have had many clients come to me about these life annuities in a very deceptively sold um, talk track. Yeah. So for example, they'll say, oh yeah, I've, I've got a good one though. I've got a good life annuity because it's guaranteeing me 7% per year. And I got a 20% bonus on it. Mm-hmm. So I put a hundred thousand in, they immediately gave me $20,000 plus I'm getting a guaranteed 7% per year. And you know what, if that was true, I'll take three. Great. <laughs> yeah, <please. laughs> let's, let's do it. Yeah. That's not how those work. That's not accurate. The thing is life annuities will have two sets of numbers running alongside it. The first set of numbers is your cash value. This is the amount of money that if you change your mind and you don't want the lifetime income stream, what can you take from it? Mm-hmm. At the point you start income, that cash value is gone. You have no access to it anymore. It is eaten by the insurance company. The second set of numbers here is the accumulation value, or it's called like the living benefit rider base. And so this is the amount of money that you'll be able to then multiply by 4% to get your lifetime income. That's what grew at 20% with the bonus. That's what's doing the 7% growth, not your cash value. So your average return to life expectancy on a life annuity is usually one to 2% per year. Yeah. If you live to like 130, so older than anybody post Noah, then <laughs> yeah, you're probably going to make out good. You're probably going to get a three or 4% return per year, but not, not generally. Most people do not. Yeah. And so you might as well take your money and invest it in a 5% money market account. You'll get a better earn. Yeah. And at that point, it stays in your estate too. So you can pass on the thing. Well, hey, th- th- this is what we're talking about today. How to stream income. What are the options? If you're out there listening right now and you say, I've considered some of these. Uh, I've explored these. I, I've, I've seen the 4% rule fail, but I've heard a lot of people talk about it. I've thought about life annuities. Uh, give us a call. Uh, this is what Ben and I open our phone lines for. We leave about 10 spots open each week to meet with our listeners. And we'll sit down in one of the five areas we go through, the fine-tooth comb when we sit down with you for a purely complimentary meeting is we're going to talk income strategy. And we're going to talk all of these and and uh, we'll answer your questions and hopefully uh, give some education as well. We'll help you plan out something that works for you. So give us a call. Uh, it's the weekend, so you will get voicemail. Our back-end office is not working today. Leave us a message. We will get back to you on Monday. We'll schedule either in-person or virtual with Ben or myself. All right. Great advice, Matt. Here's that phone number, 877-249-6900. Leave your name and number. Get back to your first thing on Monday morning, 877 6900 our goal at the show here is help you make the best decision any questions about what we're talking about how it may apply to your own situation pick up the phone do it right now nothing to lose everything to gain no cost no obligation 877-249-6900 you deserve a more confident plan to retire 877-249-6900 our work to continue along here uh, i'm sure one of the questions that our listeners are thinking about and you just touched upon this ben is what are the better ways and maybe you could expand on that a little bit more and uh, how about we get into laddering you want to do that next sounds good All right, we'll do that. We'll take a short break. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the show. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan. With me, back with us to take your charge of your money, Ben Colwell, Matt Lieberger. The show is Sound Path to Retirement. Thank you for joining us, spending part of your weekend with us, 97.3 Cairo News Radio. A little bit about Ben and Matt. They're both fiduciaries, which means by law have to have the best interest of their clients. We've been talking a lot about 
things that are on your mind, but we also, you know, talk about, well, we talk about life insurance. We talk about tax minimization strategies, asset protection, wealth accumulation, and so much more. Let's bring Ben and Matt both uh, back in here. We talked about the pie chart rule. We talked about life annuities, and we got to talk about laddering and uh, and much more in this segment. Guys, uh, let's, uh, Ben, let's start with you. Yeah. So let's dive into the third way to draw income into retirement. So again, in the first segment, we talked about the pie chart. We talked about drawing from a fluctuating or a risk-based account, how that typically doesn't work well when the markets start to go downward. We talked about life annuities, which gives you consistency, but you will miss a whole lot of the upside as the markets go up and you'll lose to inflation. So let's talk about the third scenario, which is laddering. Now, ladders are not new. You know, you might have heard them as CD ladders back in the 90s. That was a really big thing. In the 70s, 80s, CD ladders were great because inflation was really high and we had interest rates at like 12%. But laddering is something that has been tried and true way to structure consistency of income. Now, the good thing about ladders, or let's just kind of go through the, the, the backstory of what a ladder would do. So you want to create a time horizon of consistency for income to where your stock accounts or your, your accounts that are volatility-based will have enough time on their side to be able to go through cyclings. You know, the market doesn't just go up. The market also doesn't just go down. A lot of people have a short memory with the market and they think, oh, the market went down, it's going to keep going down. Well, it'll stop and it'll go back up. Now, the market won't just keep going up. It'll stop and it'll go flat. So you need to make sure that you build in time horizon for different cyclings. And I typically like 20-year horizons. You know, if you were 20 years away from retirement and the market went down over a day, a month, a year, you probably didn't care very much. (laughs) that's that's probably too strong. You probably cared a little bit, but you knew that you've got 20 years more of work ahead of you. So, you know, oh, well, shoulder to the wheel, get back into work, right? You're, you're going back at it. Now you want to create the same scenario in retirement. You want to give yourself 20 years of time for your stock accounts to go through similar cyclings. So that means that if you've got your stock account segment all over there, which is going to be a good inflation protection, medical inflation, longevity protection, all that stuff, then what are you going to do for income for the first 20 years? And that's where the laddering comes into play. Now, Matt and I have talked about on the show how an investment can have one of three main characteristics. An investment can be liquid. It can be safe, meaning that you can protect principal, or it can be meant for growth. So you can have two of those three in any investment I want all category. three. Yeah, if you had all three, then that's the life annuity with a 7% growth. and a 20- it, doesn't it doesn't exist. If it sounds too good to be true, it's too good to be true. So when it comes to a laddered strategy, safety is the key. You want to make sure that your funds cannot lose when the markets go down. They cannot lose when interest rates change. You want consistency. So that throws stocks out of that equation. That throws bond funds out of that equation. So you're looking at things that are going to be significantly more stable. Now, a lot of clients think of CDs when you think of things like that. So it is a guaranteed rate of return for a fixed period of time paid by a bank. There are also insurance products that do it. There are some types of annuities that aren't meant for a lockup of your funds for the rest of your life or a life income. You know, if you look at like a fixed annuity, a fixed annuity is a fixed rate for a fixed period paid by an insurance company. It is a CD from an insurance company for Mm -hmm. all intents and purposes. So those things can work. You could also look at like the treasuries. You can look at corporate bonds, an individual bond, not a bond fund. So there's a handful of options that you can do in terms of what do these vehicles look like. Some of them are going to be good earners, more like the equity link CDs, or there are some insurance vehicles, fixed index annuities that can do it. Be very careful on both of those because they're not all created equal and they can be deceptively positioned, but they get some percentage of market growth with no downside. 
So like the best earning ones can get 60, 70% of what the market's doing right now, S&P 500, but you don't lose when the markets go down. So that can be a more long-term play on a protected principled vehicle. Now, those ones typically will have you know a 10-year lockup. You can't take money from it for the first 10 years. So maybe that would be your strategy for the end of the ladder for years 11 through 20 in income. Okay, so now you've got that structure set. Now you need income for the first 10 years. Now we've got money market accounts earning over 5%. We got CDs at 5 to 6%. And so that can be good for the first three years of your income base. Okay, so we got laddered CDs for the first three years. We've got equity-based CDs or fixed index annuities for the later 11 years. So now the middle range, what do you want to do? And that middle range will depend on what you're really trying to achieve. Do you want consistency of return? Well, that's where CDs come back into play. Do you want inflation protection? Well, that's where equity CDs come into play. So that mix will be dependent for most every client. But here's the point of this whole thing is that you're going to have some money liquid and safe with money market accounts, some money growth and safe short-term CDs or equity-based vehicles long-term. So the end result here is that you have a consistency and a stability of your income for a 20-year time horizon so your stock accounts can do whatever they're going to do. When uh, an advisor says, I'll just ride the wave, just hold it out. When you've got 20 years, yeah, ride it out. Mm -hmm. You're not relying on that money for income anymore. And this is how you can navigate market crashes, navigate inflation spikes, navigate bond fund exposures is by creating consistency through a laddering approach. So it gives you the best of both worlds, consistency of income and growth mentality. Yeah. Now, here's the big issue is that, you know, if you're listening to this and say, well, that makes a lot of sense. You know, why, why hasn't my advisor talked about this? And unfortunately, <laughs> it has to do a lot of times with their compensation. Yeah, I figured you'd go down that route. But before we do, I want to remind everybody, the show is Sound Path to Retirement. I'm Gary Nolan, your consumer advocate. With me, Ben Colville, Matt Lieberger, with us each week at this time. I want to give you the phone number to get on their calendar to get yourself all set up with that comprehensive plan. No cost or no obligation. 877-249-6900. 877-249-6900. So you're telling me uh, that some uh, firms are really in, interested in uh, making uh, more money from their clients? Is that is that is that possible? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to believe, right, Hard to Gary? believe that, isn't it? Yes, it's hard, hard, hard to believe in this world. <laughs> but uh, you guys are fiduciaries. I, I mean, by law, have to have the well, best interest of their clients and you know that's and they what, could you know. be fiduciaries too you know it's, right. it's not about you know trying to get the most amount of money from clients it's about what is the structure and what conflicts of interest naturally arise sure. through that structure sure. so, so you. if the pace structure itself is a percentage of assets under management and generally that is in the market or bond funds or things like that then the idea of taking money out of that and putting it into a vehicle that does not technically count in that bucket that's really difficult for people when they're paid for a percentage advisors, for, yeah. for financial advisors who are paid a percentage. Sure. Um, I, I would like to assume everyone is ethical and does always the best for their clients. Yeah, uh, human yes. nature is, is not always that way. Um, and this is why it's actually so important to work with somebody who's independent as well. So like, like Ben was saying, it, 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 there's what all could you put in these different, you know, buckets or these different, you know, pegs of the ladder, uh, well, there's everything from bank products, insurance products, government products, corporate products. Gosh, what else did you mention, Ben? I mean, the stock market itself. Yep. You mentioned a bunch of things there. Well, if you walk to your favorite, you know, banker, 
uh, you know, if you're if you're at the bank and you look over to the guy who's lucky enough to have an office and he's the investment banker, you know, he's going to talk bank products, period. Right. If, if you talk with your insurance, favorite insurance guy, well, insurance products, the only way to go. And if you talk with your banker broker who's paid that percentage, well, let's just stay in the, in the, in the market. Yeah. Right. Uh, talk with somebody who's independent, because what goes into those ladders is different for everyone, depending on what your needs are and how you want to structure it. So I, I, I think that's that's the biggest thing if you're looking to avoid conflicts of interest as ben said is find somebody who understands the laddered approach and is independent doesn't have a pony in the race if you will right well and even outside of that when it comes to the compensation so i go a little bit more details onto that so we talk percent management advisors and for those that might not know exactly what that means if you have a million dollars and you go to a financial advisor what are they charging you one percent one percent of that million dollars if that neighbor has ten thousand dollars and they're going to that same advisor Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same exact advice. Yeah. But they're being paid a lot more from you than they are from your neighbor. And it's only because you have more money than they do. Mm-hmm. Right. So that that creates a relative conflict of interest where they want to make sure every single one of your pennies is managed by them. Yeah. Because there's financial incentive for that. Sure. You know where I've seen this come into play a lot where? is I've had people come in and sit down. This has happened over and over again. And they say, hey, you're maybe the third person I've talked with. I'm shopping around, yeah. right? I've got an advisor now, but yeah, I'm not sure. And they say, my current advisor, I'm I'm 61 years old now. And my current advisor is telling me I need to start taking social security at 62 as opposed to draw from any of my retirement because I'm looking at retiring early. Mm. And I should just take Social Security. Mm-hmm. And I look and go, well, yeah, wh- why might that be? I mean, if you're going to use Social Security early instead, so that you save your money in the market, well, that protects their income. Right. Yeah. Right. If you start to draw down the money that you have invested with them, well, 1% of less is less. Right. And I'm not trying to say that's always everyone's motivation, but it's just so darn coincidental that I've heard it so many times when people walk in. And so it it changes their, they don't even look at a social security strategy. Well, it makes it tough to really trust the advice you're getting when you're in the back of your mind going, okay, this advisor is telling me to roll over my million dollars in my 401k to an IRA that they manage. Mm -hmm. Is that really going to be the best thing for me? And sometimes yes, it might be sometimes. Absolutely. And sometimes no. And so it's really difficult to get that. And, you know, Matt and I, we structure things different. We are not percent management advisors. Matt and I charge hourly rate for our service. It doesn't matter how much money we have under our stewardship or under our stock management because the amount of time is what we bill off of. And I truly believe that's how fiduciaries should be moving forward is instead of getting a percent management, it is X amount per hour. And how many hours I work is how much I should get paid. You know, I'm going to just kind of wrap up the segment with my, my favorite commercial. I know you guys have, have heard it, probably sick of me talking about <laughs> yep. it. But it's from a, a very, very big company in the area. And I'm not going to say who it is, but there's this guy, well, manicured guy behind a desk looking at the camera saying, we're true fiduciaries to our clients because we don't make more money unless our clients make more money. <laughs> And it is the most nonsensical garbage I've ever heard. Because as a financial advisor, I cannot make the market go up. That is not within my power. So why in the world should I get more money simply because the market went up? It didn't take more work for me. It's not like my job changed. No, I'm still doing the same exact thing that I was before. I should not get a pay raise for that. The client, because they took the risk, should be the one that gets the pay raise. I should charge based on how much time it took for me to create that plan for them. 
Now, if all of this sounds somewhat interesting to you, if you're listening to it going, well, I don't, I don't know, maybe it is better for me to have an hourly rate guy as opposed to a percent management guy. Matt and I always leave a handful of spots open to talk with you. We have completely complimentary meetings with listeners on the radio show where we can sit down either remote or in person, talk about your situation. How much are you paying in fees? Is there a better way to do it? How are you structuring income? Is there a way to get better growth while still maintaining protections that don't involve life annuities or you know, lock up of your funds for the rest of your life? So shoot us a call. If you, You'll be sent to voicemail because I don't have my back office working on the weekends, but you will get a call Monday morning to get calendared for Matt or I, not one of our employees. It's going to be one of us where we can sit down and talk with Let you. Let me give the phone number, 877-249-6900, 877-249-6900, your chance to benefit from a personalized retirement plan. Call right now. We still have a limited number of availabilities on our calendar this week. And remember, the consultation is offered at no cost or no obligation. So what are you waiting for? Nothing to lose, everything to gain. Nothing changes till you pick up the phone and punch those numbers in. 877-249-6900. All right, we are going to take a short break. Be back with more of Ben and Matt and Sound Path to Retirement in just a moment. What's up next, guys? Yeah, it's our favorite time. Uh, When we come back, we will cover the questions that have come in from our listeners. So stay tuned. The show is Sound Path to Retirement. I'm Gary Nolan, your consumer advocate. Back with us, Ben Koval, Matt Leiberger, with us each week at this time on 97.3 Cairo News Radio. They are both fiduciaries, which means by law have to have the best interest of their clients. Very important distinction when you're looking for a financial advisor. Also, they mentioned that they're independent and what I like to call conflict-free. In other words, nobody's breathing down their neck to push products on you. They're completely independent, and they're going to do what's best for you when you come in and see them. We talk about all the things that are on your mind. We know that as retirees, you want to know about wealth accumulation, asset protection, long-term care, tax minimization strategies. We've talked a lot about those things this week already in life insurance and so much more. So let's bring Ben and Matt back in. You guys ready to handle the questions today? Here we go. All right. Josie in Newcastle. I'm 49 years old. I made $300,000 last year. I only have $506,000 in my retirement plan at work. My partner is on disability, doesn't have a job, and does not have a 401k plan. I wanted to open a Roth IRA, not sure if I qualify. What options do I have to save money for retirement? What do we have for Josie in Newcastle? Yeah, Josie, uh, great questions. Um, When it comes to opening a Roth, so you're making 300 and uh, you have a partner there, uh, and you're wondering if you make too much, and that that, that is the question to, to ask. And yes, technically, you're making $300,000. You're not able just to open a Roth IRA as is. Uh, Roth IRA income limits are set to $153,000 for, for single tax filers, and you have to be making less than two twenty eight two hundred twenty eight thousand dollars mm-hmm. for, for those who are married, uh, filing jointly. So you are making too much for that. But l- let me let me share a few thoughts that, that come when you ask that question. One is you're making three hundred thousand. You know, you're you're doing well in life. You're forty nine. Um, one thing is you're going to be at, at kind of the top of your game. You're, you know, you're you're you're, you're higher taxes because you're working. You're making three hundred thousand. Sometimes I look at people at, at your time, and you have time in front of you. You're forty nine years old. I don't know when you plan to retire, but you have a few options. One is there's two ways to get money into Roth. Right. You can either contribute while you're working. And so, yes, you're making too much to do a Roth IRA, but it it may be that your company offers a Roth option for your retirement plan at work. Um, 
the other way of getting money in is through conversions and you can do Roth conversions after retirement. So one thing I might say is don't be so eager perhaps to get money into Roth right now while you're making over $300,000 a year because you can always convert later when your income tax level drops at retirement. So depending on how you structure retirement, these are things that Ben and I focus on. Um, one other uh, thing to think about is you're getting ready to turn 50. So if you're looking to get more money saved to add to that half a million that you have, uh, starting next year when you're 50, you can go up from 22500 in your maximum contribution at your work uh, 401k. You can go up to $30,000. And so depending on what uh, you know the match deals, I'm sure you're probably maxing out your match right now, but you can add more to a tax deferred. So part of me would say look to defer as much as you can while you're earning great money. Do some conversions later. Um, there are some side kind of backdoor ways in if you want to talk backdoor Roths or you want to talk an index universal life. These are a little more uh, detailed. And so I say give Binner myself a call and we can help you structure those if if you want to explore those. Now, generally, I've heard you guys talk on the show that you don't want to really convert to uh, do Roth conversions while you're still working because you you have income coming in and it could, um, you know, because of the Roth, you pay taxes up front and it could put you in a higher tax bracket. Am I right? Generally speaking. And, 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 I, and I will say that's kind of general. You'll hear that, but it's not, not always. Uh, I, I will say that if you have a long time to work, sometimes you pay your taxes now and it gives a lot of years for that to grow tax free. So okay. it's it's not a guaranteed, but but yeah, I, I would love to have a closer conversation with Josie. All right, Josie, going to give you that phone number in just a second, and let's get to Al in Abathel. I'm a little bit torn about how to approach my retirement planning. On one hand, I want to really understand all the details about my plan, but I've talked to a couple of financial advisors who act like they that I should let them handle all the details. Am I being a control freak by wanting to know everything that's going on? I, I'll, I'll right up front. I think you need to know what's going on. I mean, it's not like, hey, yeah. don't worry, we got this. Am I right, guys? That's a bit too much. Right. There, well, there's a, a spectrum. You know, some people are the ones that you meet with them a couple of times and they say, I don't even want to look at this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just call me if something's going wrong <laughs> yeah. okay. type of thing. And I've got others who are going, uh, you know, no, I need to know the specific rating of every single thing and, oh and you yeah. know, a lot more of the specifics. And the thing is that first and foremost, you should never outsource the final decision to a financial advisor because even Matt and myself, we don't have to live with the decisions that are being made. The yeah. clients do. Yeah. You have to live with this. It's your livelihood. And so if you don't know what's happening, then you have to have a real high level of trust in that advisor to be able to really walk away and wash your clean your hands clean to it. Not saying that it's impossible, but I would say that should take time. Yeah. That should take a number of years before you get so comfortable with that advisor that you can just walk away without being concerned about it. Uh, now, when it comes to knowing, uh, our philosophy, Matt and I's philosophy, is that we are more educators than anything else. The thing is the deck is stacked against amateur investors because there's just not a an abundance of really straight talk ways to understand some of these investment vehicles. Mm -hmm. It's the industry is filled with acronyms and it's, you know, behind advisor walls, meaning there's some investments you can't get to unless you talk to an advisor. And so uh, that's the unfortunate part about it. But if you talk to an advisor who wants you to know the basics of everything, then that that's going to be a couple steps in the right direction. So yeah. Matt and I always say that if you don't know what the plan is, and, and the way that I phrase it is if you go to a dinner party and somebody asks you, what are you doing for your retirement? And you don't have an answer for it, then you should not be doing that plan yet. Yeah. 
Yeah. You should be able to at least fundamentally say, this is what I'm doing. This is why I'm doing it. And this is what I'm expecting to get from it. Mm -hmm. And if you can get to that basic point, then great. Now, other people want to know, oh yeah, I'm doing this with this specific company and this specific investment and this, that's fine too. But you should at least have a baseline understanding of what's happening. So Al, I would say, uh, don't let the financial advisors kind of talk over these concerns. Make mm -hmm. sure that you know what's happening and, and where your funds are going. Right. Yeah, one thing I, I often tell my clients is, yeah, the reason why we take these weeks and I educate you in this, uh, you don't need to be a master at it. That's why I'm here. But the reason why I educate this is in the end, I, I really do want to, you know, somewhat co-author this together because like Ben said, you never outsource the final decision. I tell all my clients, I'm your advisor. You're still my boss. It's your money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you go to the dinner party and they're serving a certain dish, maybe you want to know what's in that, you know? So that right. too, right? I mean, look at it like yeah. that. Hey, what kind of, what is in here anyway? I don't like, it tastes good, but I want to know what the heck's in here. All right. And, and don't let it be awkward. I yeah. mean, that's the other thing. A lot of times people are going, well, you know, it's, I don't want to question the advisor. No, this yeah. is not, this is not what that's about. It's your money. This is your money. Right. And we're talking money. So always ask those questions. Right. And if there is something, anything that's uncomfortable, Either get solutions with it or get comfortable with it or walk away. Yeah. The show is Sound Path of Retirement. I'm Gary Nolan, your consumer advocate. With us each week at this time, Ben Koval, Matt Lieberger. And I want to give you the phone number. Get on their calendar to get yourself all set up with that comprehensive plan, a uh, more confident plan to retire, stress-free, peace of mind. That's what you want when you move into retirement. You want to sleep well at night. I like to call it SWAN. You like that? Sleep well at night. All right. 877, I, like I thought you would, 877-249-6900, 877-249-6900. Let's get to Margaret in Tacoma. All right, I'm 62 years old and my retirement count is heavily invested in short-term investments, but I plan to retire in four years. Is it an appropriate time to move some into stocks and bonds? Yeah, well, congrats on upcoming retirement and making the plans for that. Um Gosh, short-term investments right now, you, you, you've been doing well lately. Right. Short-term investments have done done really well, and they are doing well. So that's great. I'm happy for you there. Um, yeah, this this goes back to what we've been talking about specifically in the last segment when Ben was speaking of, of a laddered approach. As you approach retirement, you are in what we call the red zone, right? When you're five to 10 years out from retirement, this is where we want to begin to say, okay, where are you? Where do you want to be? Okay, how do we get you there? And this is where we start planning out that laddered structure so that you enter into retirement in you you basically retire into a well-set, clear, coherent, comprehensive retirement plan and distribution strategy. So this is where we would start to say, okay, what of, you know, how much do we want in the long-term, you know, strategic market account in the stocks? How much do we want to have in that say three-year time window? How much do we want to have in the five, seven, 10-year uh, time horizon? So this, this really goes back. If you were listening uh, on the last segment, this is everything that has to do with that ladder. And now would be a great time to begin to look at that. Uh, we don't have to make moves tomorrow, but this is where we plan and we begin to structure and, uh, and, and we lay out that roadmap. So yeah, give us a call. This is the time where we would want to sit down for that. So what type of investments are considered short-term investments for that she's talking about? Oh, I, I have a lot of people coming in right now and they're in short-term CD letters. Right. Yeah. Money markets. Money markets. I mean, yeah, all, all of those are doing well. I mean, short-term CDs are outpacing inflation right now. Money markets are outpacing Yeah, inflation. money markets uh -huh. are. When, yeah. when was the last time that happened? <laughs> so, yeah, people who have done that have really done quite well recently. And so I, I applaud. I applaud her for that. All right, let's get to Rick in Seattle. Can you explain the living benefit on life insurance? I never thought of life insurance as anything but a death benefit. So I'm curious as to how it works. Yeah, so this is life insurance for retirement purposes. 
when you take a look at living benefits. So the thing about life insurance, just kind of an overview, is when you're working, the goal was to pay a very low amount of premium for a very high amount of death benefit. So the goal being that if you pass away, your family's taken care of or whatever the case is. Now, in living benefit, when you go to retirement, if you're going to use life insurance for an income source, then you want to have the most amount of premiums for the least amount of death benefit. You want to be able to have a, a low cost, and that's how you end up structuring cost in life insurance for retirement. Now, the living benefit means how much can you take from that, that uh, life insurance policy while you're still alive. So when you take from it, you are borrowing against the death benefit, which is this living benefit, and uh, lowers that death benefit as a result, but then it draws income to you tax-free. So it can work for a, like a Roth alternative in retirement. The issue with life insurance is that there's always fees is that it lasts for the rest of your life and you're tying yourself to an insurance company for the rest of your life. So there are some disadvantages when it comes to this. A lot of times they're sold as a, a too good to be true type of scenario, you know, unlimited amount of tax-free income, mm -hmm. this like infinite banking concept type of thing. And it's not that it can't work. It just, it's a lot more complex than that. And so make sure that you're not just buying a sales pitch from a life insurance salesman when you go through it and make sure you know how it structures into your overall retirement. Yeah. Well, Josie, Al, Margaret, Rick, great questions this week, and we look forward to more next week. Um, if, if you're driving or you're listening to this wherever you're at and some of these questions stuck out to you or maybe something from one of our segments on how to structure income from looking at the pie charts or the 4% rule to, uh, you know, life annuities to this laddered approach that we've been going on about. If any of this strikes a chord and you want to explore your own situation, where are you at now? Where do you want to go? What would be the best way to structure for a lifetime of income? Uh, give us a call. Ben and I, we always leave 10 spots open each week to meet with our callers, whether remote or in person. I don't know how many spots are left already, but uh, if you call now and you sit down, it's completely complimentary. We're going to go through a five-fold uh, you know, look at, at your setup. We're going we're gonna to do some income planning, tax planning, insurance planning, estate planning, and then, of course, investment planning. If you call now, we're going to give you a copy of Ben's book, The Little Book of Big Answers for Retirement Planning Success, and we're going to sit down with me, meet with you, and we're going to create a specific plan just tailor-made to you. So give us a call. We look forward to talking to you. All right. Great advice. You're going to sit down with Ben and Matt. All you do is pick up the phone, punch these numbers in right now, 877-249-6900. Put it in your phone, 877-249-6900. Get back to your first thing on Monday morning, 877-249-6900. All right, the show has flown right on by. I'd like to thank everyone for listening. We hope you found the information we presented helpful. Look forward to all of you being back next week. We'll have new topics and new questions right here on Sound Path to Retirement. Ben and Matt, guys, I enjoyed it as always. Go out there and enjoy the rest of your weekend, my friends. Thanks, Gary. Thanks, Gary. All content is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to provide any tax or legal advice or provide the basis for any financial decisions, nor is it intended to be a projection of current or future performance or indication or future results. Opinions expressed are solely those of SoundPath Retirement Strategies and staff. The information discussed has been derived from sources believed to be reliable, but is not guaranteed as to accuracy and completeness and does not purport to be a complete analysis of the materials discussed. The information contained herein should in no way be construed or interpreted as a solicitation to sell or offer to sell advisory services to any residents of the state other than the state of Washington or where otherwise legally permitted. Topics should be discussed with your individual advisor prior to implementation. Purchases are subject to suitability. This requires the review of an investor's objective, risk tolerance, and time horizons. Investing always involves risk and the possible loss of capital. SoundPath Retirement Strategies is not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. Advisory services offered through SoundPath Retirement Strategies, an investment advisor in the state of Washington.